0: You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com.
1: It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. After Laugh, man. (laughs) Go ahead, pull up a chair.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, it's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the After Laugh. I'm here with... Remy Casimir from New York. He flew in today. Today, woohoo! And I have been uh, asking Remy to do my podcast for a while. W- be honest with me. Was it a l- was it a little annoying about it? Not at all. Okay, good. No. Um, the reason um, some of you might know her, she is a comic and she has a very very popular podcast called How Come. Thank you. And uh, I started getting turned on to it, which sounds like the wrong word to use, Hilarious. but um. <laughs> Because I've always been fascinated by the weird stigma around sexuality in America, and particularly women' yeah. sexuality in America. Yeah, and and the idea that you are honest enough to say. So, well, let's let, let's let's back up because okay. people don't know. So, um, uh, before we get to that, um, I I I don't know I always I always kind of want to do like a a, a mini, mini memoir and talk about people's sure existence up till now. Yes little foreplay yes. To get to the podcast Foreplay so, is necessary um, Yes it's necessary Sometimes I'll do that And people will like So when I was six And then And then an hour later you're Like motherfucker <laughs> We're not even 12 yet do you want to
1: hear something crazy is yeah. my college essay started with how come and it was how come you don't want to know about me when I was younger and it was ah. like, oh, why does the college process only want to know about you like grades nine through 12 and like so much of you is like your formative years. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that is crazy. How come has been a part of me for a really long time and yeah. I love talking about my childhood. <laughs> oh,
0: well, good. There we go. I, I always think that um, when I went to acting school, I remember thinking, wow, everyone's so fucked up. Except for me I have a very normal life Where'd you go? I went to NYU for, for acting okay. and, then, and, then, and then you're in school for a year And then you start doing Like Heart of Darkness shit You're like Oh wait I'm really fucked up And mm-hmm. I've been suppressing it mm-hmm. So I think as artists We all have shit yeah. That we're fucked up about So I'm let's still talk about your fucked to, up I'm shit. still
1: scared to go to acting school Because I'm like They're going to unleash some shit
0: Oh yeah
1: yeah, so I, I grew up in New York City, Upper East Side, Jew, private oh, school, wow. born and raised. Yeah, not the typical uh, comedian background, yeah. I would say. Um, I grew up being obsessed with stand-up. I, I know a lot of people just like kind of fall into stand-up. So when I wanted, you say
0: you grew up being obsessed, what age were you when you first got uh
1: 14. It? I 14. started downloading all the Comedy Central half hours on Kazaa. So it was like Pablo <laughs> Francisco, Nick Swartz, and Maria yeah. Bamford, all those people. Oh, and I you're was a like,
0: baby. How old are you again?
1: I'm 29.
0: 29. Okay, you're a baby. That's sweet. To me.
1: Um, yeah. It's all relative, isn't it? My <laughs> grandmother, I live with my grandmother, and she was like, how old is so-and-so's grandmother? I said 77. She goes, oh, she's a baby. She's a baby. Um, but yeah, so I grew up, you know, watching SNL because of the city, and, you know, like my parents always watched it, and I always loved sketch and stand-up, yeah. and um, started memorizing those uh, half hours on Kazaa, and I was like, like every year in my diary for uh, my New Year's resolution, I'd write like, do stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't think it was like a genuine thing that we could do, especially since like I'd walk with like my upper east side like snooty friends past the comic strip, and I'd be like, hey, oh, comic right I'd like be like, let's like seconds. pop in and like see some comedy. And They'd be like, ew. Yeah. Like, comedy's weird. What and I'd school, be like, totally. What school is it that you went to? Riverdale Country School.
0: I, that's so funny, because I feel like I know a lot of the New York schools. A, I haven't heard of Riverdale.
1: It's um in the Bronx.
0: In the Bronx. So okay. it's not
1: in Manhattan, but it's like, it's a private, there's three. It's a private Jewish school? No, it's it's just private, but yeah. there are a lot of Jews. Yeah. You know, by the nature of the beast. By the New nature York of the beast. City. People yeah. in Manhattan with money. Yeah.
0: Yeah, got it. Um, so you were in school there. Your friends were, and your friends, none of them probably in comedy now, right?
1: No. I mean, I have a lot of friends. My best friend from college who I lived with is like a producer, a writer. I had a lot of people in my life later who like were going into comedy. And then I right. always saw them and I was like, oh, that's their thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Like
1: Giulio Gallerati, I've been friends with, you know, Julio. Of
0: course. He just I've- did my podcast two weeks ago. I've
1: known Julio since I was 14. Oh, wow. Legit. We used to work at the same tennis club, like, and that's then we ended place, up going to the right? same school. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Like, I'd go to his dorm, or I'd go to his apartment when my freshman year roommate would kick me out of our dorm, which was, like, every night, because she was fucking. Um, <laughs> and then Julio moved to the city and started doing stand-up, and I was like, oh, I always want to do stand-up, but I guess that's his thing. You know, I didn't understand that there was, like, space for the rest of us. Sure. And there weren't a ton, like I said, of, you know... girls like me yeah yeah, like that i could look to and be like oh you know that's me you know like i loved wanda i loved ellen but i was like i don't really see myself in them completely yeah and then i think when schumer came up it was
0: like oh look there's like a more was the one that kind of broke the mold schumer nikki
1: glazer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: just Just normal chicks who weren't in a rarefied air
1: yeah not even like normal just like more like yeah. Girls you wouldn't suspect because they don't quote unquote need to. Yeah. You know, they could do other I don't know.
0: Yeah, and maybe you could Or see not, them e- on not the the even street. that they don't
1: need to do that. Their parents would be like I think a lot of people in comedy's parents are like impressed by them. Yeah. Whereas I think like a Jewish parents are like, Okay, where's the money?
0: Of course. Like they're course. proud,
1: but they're also like, What's your backup plan?
0: Yes. I mean Woody Allen has a documentary. Barbette Schroeder documentary where he was with his parents and this is like you know this is 10 years ago 15 years ago when yeah. Woody Allen was at the height of the Woody Allenness, um and uh his parents were like I still think he should have been a pharmacist oh totally or a doctor
1: well my podcast has gotten like pretty successful it's only been out for like a year and I've had family members be like Oh, maybe this will lead you to a career in being a doctor.
0: <laughs> that's fucking funny. And
1: I'm like, but what? I just yes. Okay. And
0: then tell them that Joe Rogan made twenty seven million last year, and maybe they'll be like, uh, they'll
1: be like, he's not curing cancer.
0: Yeah, that's hilarious. Okay, so let, let's get let's get that. So you were in school. You're only child, or brother?
1: no? I'm one of four. Baby. Uh, number three. So I don't even get to be a middle child. You're I'm not a middle, middle or the youngest baby. No one talks to me. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have two older and brothers and a younger sister. Are
0: they all, like, doing very Jewish stuff, like no, Dr. Lawyer?
1: My oldest brother lives in Australia. God knows what he does. He's oh. never, he, like, married someone and, yeah,
0: just... And no one's really in touch with
1: him? No, he's, like, kind of a dick. <laughs> um Really smart, but didn't do anything with it. My second brother lives in the city, kind of does real estate. And then there's me. And then my sister worked at Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And now she works with me on the podcast.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. What yeah. was she doing with on Last Week Tonight? Research. Okay. So yeah, is she now so your she, research person? Exactly. That's really and my great. Pro-
1: she was like a, a research associate producer.
0: It's pretty amazing that you're able to swoop your sister from John Oliver, who I hear is a great boss.
1: Oh, he's the most wonderful boss and I'm yeah. the most terrible to her. I don't know <laughs> how she, I mean, she must love me.
0: Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And uh, she
1: believes in the cause. Yeah. She exactly. believes in the podcast so much that she's like, I can deal with Remy's like mood swings.
0: Yeah. Now let's get to because because there are people who probably at this point maybe don't, uh, no, don't know about your podcast. People who don't know,
1: we've got to spread the word.
0: Yeah, this is yeah. why you're on because this is definitely. Um, and by the way, there, there, there's a, a little sub subplot happening right now, uh, which is um, I might have to go to the Laugh Factory in a bit. To so do we'll a have spot, to, we'll have to pause at some point. So um, I, I don't have not, my text notifications don't come up, mm. so I, I have to look at my phone. Okay. And I, I reason, won't feel insulted. The reason my text don't because I've had too many situations where I've been with people mm-hmm. in my lifetime, like yeah, been with women or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then someone texts me, "Who the fuck is?" And it could be the most. Ir- it doesn't matter. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll never get a text notification again. It's Hilarious. Not worth it. I
1: mean, on. it sounds like you're cheating. <laughs> it
0: sounds a little shady. I get that. <laughs> I get that. I understand that, but that's really not what it is. That's
1: like, I've never met a person who's kind and has red notifications on.
0: That's so funny.
1: You know, like red receipts.
0: I know. There's one type of person
1: and it's a douchebag.
0: Who has the red receipts? Yeah. I feel like red receipts means that you have like total integrity because you're showing people like, hey... I'm going to, I'm no. going to acknowledge.
1: See, I, I've only turned on my red receipts when I'm being like a petty bitch where I'm like, I want you to see that I've read it, but I'm not responding. Wow. You know, like, yeah.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Completely different size of the coin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was like, wow, I would never have the integrity to have red receipts in my phone cause I want to be able to pretend like I never received a text. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. See, but then you can just do the thing where you kind of look at it in the, in the preview. Like in the, in the little viewer of your text, so you kind of get the gist of it, so you don't have yeah. to open it up. Yeah, that's my move.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Well, whatever. It's all shady. <laughs> it's all shady. But no, this is. I turned off my notification years ago because it just it just was a, a crazy thing to have to deal with, and also it's just annoying. Anyway, so yes. back to the thing. So I might have to. We might have to pause at one point. Uh, you are. But it's in,
1: cool. This is a dynamic episode.
0: Dynamic.
1: The set hasn't happened yet.
0: I know, and you just had a set. So I, yeah. Before, because we're going to do before and after. How was your set? Where was your set at?
1: Uh, it was in a very strange place.
0: Um, How did you hook it up? Because you're in New York. So,
1: um, Mar- do you know who Mark Stevens is? He's a comic out here, and I battled him and roast battle in the oh. city once, and I murdered him. You murdered. Yeah, him. it was my first roast battle. It was fucking unanimous. Did you win bitch. unanimous? Yeah. Who were the judges? Um, honestly, I don't remember member and I remember I think I know maybe Ari Shafir they, they were good judges I just yeah. know there was another time where I was talking about the battle with someone and he was like yeah I was one of your judges and I was like I smoke way too much weed I'm so sorry <laughs> um but yeah so Mark saw that I was coming out here and he was like do you have any shows the night that you get here and I was like no that's crazy like yeah, yeah, yeah. what am I a Superman?" <laughs> um but then yeah he's like I'll get you on the show," and. I know L.A. has a lot stranger venues, a little more unconventional venues. This one um, was in, like, a commune, essentially, like an artist's commune. commune. Like, everyone's, like, living in this house. And, like, they've got this big performance room. I mean, it's great. I think it's really cool to have... Spaces like that, um, but they didn't have chairs. There weren't folding chairs. They had big bean bags, yeah. so everyone was really like relaxed. But it's not the right position for clapping and laughing. You know, like the yeah. di- the diaphragm can't move too much when you're horizontal. <laughs> and uh, they opened with a girl who was playing beautiful. She was like playing guitar and singing, and it was gorgeous. But it was like very mellow. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, some oh. of the comics were really funny and then, uh, some of them were not so funny. And then a bunch of people left right before my set and then I went on stage and I was just like,
0: whatever. And how much time <laughs> do you do? I think it was only seven minutes. Oh my God. That's so, first of all, I would never do that show.
1: I know. I always like, I try to weigh those things because I, I there's two camps like there's comics who are like so fucking huge and they'll still do anything yes of course and then there's the ones that are like I'm only going to do stuff that I know I can like you know get a tape out of or like yeah run a good set without feeling fucking weird that it's like four people in like a hotel lobby <laughs> yeah or whatever but some of those shows I feel like because it's such a weird situation I've gotten material out of them that I'm like okay I'm glad I went yeah yeah, yeah. tonight was not that <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but that's why I went
0: yeah no it's it's always good to like push yourself and all that shit I I, I totally get that I guess I'm just uh, th- there's a phrase here in LA that you may have heard of it's called east of Fairfax no so I at, like hey you're the no I'm an east of Fairfax comic okay so west of Fairfax is improv comedy store laugh factory okay east of Fairfax is meltdown all the bars, all the like weird alt comic. Yeah, It's basically yeah, yeah. alt versus club comedy. Yeah, that and whole like in like a
1: strip mall. Yeah, like I'd never. That's the thing. Whenever I come out here, I'm always like surprised at the weirdness of the comedy. Like yes. one time, I snuck myself onto a show by accident because I had signed up for a mic, and then I was sitting so impatiently through the what i learned was the show but i thought it was a mic because everyone was so terrible and then they were like okay well that's it and i was like um i haven't gone yet and they were like <laughs> i literally audibly was like um and they were like oh do we have anybody here and i was like yeah i'm remy i'm from new york and i'm getting on stage right now
0: that's great <laughs> and i was on a show and,
1: but it was really terrible
0: yeah no they, i i really respect all there, there are comics who can do both rooms very very seamlessly
1: yeah no there you know? were some great people tonight but also i don't know
0: I'm a little sometimes I'm a little bit of a I get it I'm a little bit of a clown and I'm okay with that but uh, let's get back to you so um and by the way we're gonna I think Michael Yo is on right now he's at eight minutes I think I'm next so sick we, we're gonna have to go in like a few minutes are you cool with that? do you want to come yeah yeah you want to hang out and then afterwards you, you can be like I always what the wanna fuck was that bullshit misogynistic sexist shit that you made me watch you piece of shit
1: oh god how exciting <laughs> well, before that, I should tell you about my podcast because we haven't like we Yes, we're, we're going to get it.
0: there. I feel like this is all like. All, I can like, give foreplay. you the
1: elevator pitch in like well, we're, a we're, minute. But
0: we're not there yet. Oh, okay. Because cause, okay. Y- cause you hadn't been doing stand-up yet. You're in high school.
1: I was in high school.
0: With all the Jews judging yes. you and da 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third of four. So it doesn't look like you're having a career of comedy. And then when, did you go to college?
1: I did. I went to BU
0: be you okay boston's a very much of a a comedy town is that Mm -hmm. where you got started in comedy or
1: um i took an acting and comedy class because my grades were not so hot and i was like i was always good at acting in high school so i could use this as like a resume absolutely builder um and then i really liked it and then one day after my acting and comedy class i got shit faced with a few of the girls from the class and one of them was like I'm on this improv team like would you guys want to come to my practice Ah. and we were like okay I'll do that like I'm so drunk (laughs) and we went and I had like the best time at this improv practice and then I took like a few more acting classes in college but like not seriously or anything just like kind of like I did like a Shakespeare class and like um I don't know something else Uh, maybe like movement oh yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that's what it was oh those movement classes yeah
1: um, it was like, be a tiger. Oh. Uh, now be yourself as a child. Oh, my God. I loved it, though.
0: I went to graduate school, so trust me, there's a full year of that. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, so then I graduated, and I I started working, um, like, in a bunch of little internship jobs, whatever, a lot of fashion, a lot of PR, and then I started a belt loop company
0: a belt loop company. Yeah.
1: So I invented this little thing. It's called the Tuck. The website is still up, but I'm like not selling stuff. It says it's all <gasps> sold out. That's
0: genius. But
1: it's an expandable leather belt loop like to like fix when your belt is floppy or whatever. And it's <laughs> it's so cute. And they were whatever. And it still sells? No. Wow. I shut it down because I'm too busy. But um I, it was on I raised all the money for it on Kickstarter. Got and it. like you have to make a video for Kickstarter so that people share it around. And so I uh, just like knew a bunch of people in my life who were funny and they were either working in comedy at the time or had like aspirations got to, it. um, we got together, wrote a commercial and then I started taking improv classes at the uh, pit so that I'd be like, cause I was like, I'm not going to pay a spokesperson. Like I know I could probably do this. I just yeah, need to get sure. comfortable. And then I just got like lost in the improv world. And I was like, so obsessed with like getting weird once a week for three hours with people. Yeah. Um, I was on an indie team for a little bit and then I did this thing one night called a jam, which is when you put your name in a bucket and you perform with like eight strangers on stage yeah. for a while. And, uh, my friend TJ Del Reno was like in the audience. Yeah, T. J., yeah. Yeah. And we hadn't met yet, but he was like, you should do stand up And I was like, wow. I've always thought that. And I was like, can you like help me out? Cause he does both. And he yeah. was like, yeah, like. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, and I was like, yeah, I've been writing. Like, one of the jokes I tell now I wrote when I was 16. I've been writing shit down forever. And so he was like, let me just, like, yeah, yeah. help you flesh that out. And then he mentored me for, like, three months. Wow, that's okay, yeah. we're going to
0: get back to that story. I'm going to go to the Laugh Factory, do a set, and Remy is going to watch, and maybe she'll be meaner to me after this set. We'll Woo-hoo! see.
1: Look. And
0: we are back.
1: We're back.
0: I just did my show at the Laugh Factory. set at the Laugh Factory. I was a replacement. Because Eric Griffin, who is a beast, uh, and probably had people there to see him, did not show, so I was a I He had was a food sub. poisoning. He had food poisoning.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, now, I, I, I do, you know, it's not like I'm monolithically one thing in my stand-up, but there's a bit that I've been working on recently, which is very, the origin of the bit is about how I've been pushed to the center mm. politically. Okay. Or whatever, my perception of being more centrist than yeah, normal. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: so, and I think a lot of it came about because, uh, I think it's true with a lot of people, like my dad is Republican, my brother's Republican, mm-hmm. and my dad is probably the best human being I know mm-hmm. in my life. He's he's one of the best, most caring, sympathetic, but he's also like a Fox News, news aficionado sure. and fanatic. So. So many liberal friends of mine who I respect and like, they're just like, if you vote for Trump, you like Trump, fuck you, piss off. I don't want anything to do with you. And I started rethinking. And that was my perception, too. If you're a Republican, you're dumb or you're um evil. Like there are no options. Uh,
1: Republican, no. Trump supporter, yeah.
0: But they're the same thing for the most part. They really think? are. Yeah. Because you know what? I don't think my don't dad know. thinks that Trump is like a, like a bastion of moral, you know, like in superiority. But I also know that he'll vote for him again.
1: Mm. See, my dad voted for him And by, like, two months in He was like, oh, this was a mistake Because he was of the camp Which I think a lot of people were That they were like uh, Especially, like, older white dudes Being like, well, this guy's similar to me He's like, you know He must be just kind of, like, pandering To, like the idiots like Mm -hmm. he couldn't be actually this hateful and stupid and you know like there must be like some kind of jig you know and then it turns out no he's doing all the shit he said he was gonna do
0: yeah exactly and
1: my dad hopped off board and i was like oh yeah like we we really couldn't talk like non-antagonistically during the election like i would just keep sending him articles and he'd be like i don't believe it and i'd be like i'd be like you can't how many times... I think it's like Maya Angelou quote yeah. or something. It's like when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them, yeah. Like, I was just like, how can you be this dense? And I feel the same way about my dad, I think, as you do, is that yeah. he is the best person in the world. And when I see little chink in his armor, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <sighs> oh my God. Like, are you... Ooh, like I, I just yes. remember in, in college the first time my roommate was like, my dad's the best at Jeopardy. And I was like, my dad's the best at Jeopardy. And we both had this like Freudian moment of like, oh, wait, our dad isn't like the center of the universe. Like he's yeah. not it. Yeah. He's a guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. So uh so back to uh, the, 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 the set tonight. Yes. So um I feel I agree with you. I think that Trump is obviously adult and and worse and i feel that okay this this is how i feel this is a weird analogy maybe you'll be with me mm-hmm. and we'll get to you in my life when threesomes have appeared in my uh-huh. life
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: uh as a guy all i have to do is just not be a fucking idiot and it'll happen i just have to be normal and not be weird and it'll happen but probably in my life i've tried too hard i've tried to like make the as opposed to just trusting that That the threesome
1: will happen Will happen
0: I was like I would would push for And I kind of feel like That's what's happening With with Democrats Is because Trump is an idiot Instead of letting Trump Reveal himself Mm. They're pushing too hard They're pushing the threesome They're pushing the threesome Yeah to push it, yeah. And as a result of them pushing the threesome, it's really turning a lot of people off, like me. Or uh,
1: you have another bit about pushing a head down during a blowjob. Oh, okay. They're so this, pushing this the head down. Like, I will down. give a much more willing blowjob if you don't touch my fucking head. Like, exactly. I will gobble that dick if you don't disrespect <laughs> me. Okay, so you that, know? yes,
0: that's interesting. I but actually, if you
1: push my head, I'm like, get the fuck off of me and stand six feet away.
0: <laughs> so this is a joke I did, to, and I may have mentioned this on podcast before. It's like a new bit, and it's... It is definitely a joke. And I hate the fact that I have to do a disclaimer where I go, like, hey, it's a joke. This is a joke. But uh, today you kind of have to. Anyway, the joke is I say, make America great again. I don't know what that means for Trump. But for me, America is great. When you could push a woman's head a little bit. And then people, ah, particularly in West Hollywood. I go, no, not a, not a lot, guys. Not like, mm. but just like gentle nudge. Remember, you could nudge back in the day. And I just keep tagging it because eventually if you tag it enough, they you force
1: them. <laughs> it's kind of like push rape. their head on it's the joke. It's joke rape. It's yeah. joke rape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I just keep tagging. Not like this. Not like you know. Not like '80s porn star Sook that dick. Sure. But like '90s yoga teacher. Enjoy my essence. You know, Sutnam And then I kind of keep going. Like if you touch a woman's head, <sighs> you know. So I, I, I've been tagging it because I get that it's very stark mm. and it comes up very aggressive and at the front of the stage. And I also cannot stop myself from saying that joke right now.
1: It's something that's very important to you. You really want to push ahead, but here's my my thing (laughs) to you. But I don't.
0: I would never push ahead. You would never push ahead. No, unless a girl wanted me to, unless she said push my head.
1: That's the thing. That's when I think it's like hot, as if somebody's like push my head. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like literally. I don't know. Like I just feel like me personally, I always thought sex the way that we were taught about it was like for the guy. That guys were the only sexual ones, and like kind of girls were there to like. You know, Facilitate like their facilitate orgasm Facilitate their orgasm And like Yeah Like make yourself More um, Worthy By having sex Or whatever Yeah And I just I don't know I always felt like Really pressured Even the suggestion Of a push Like Oh my god I don't know I just always I needed to Go
0: at my own pace So let me ask you this So as a As a As a strong Feminist woman Sure If you were like Let me Let me work Let me Fix that joke Hmm so it's more palatable to you what mm-hmm. would you say and by the way we're going to gonna get, we're gonna go it. back to the whole the yeah. whole thing okay we, we, we'll, we'll table I that for now have to think on that so one so let's get I, I want to get back to you and your first foray into stand up so okay. TJ Del Reno said do stand up yep and that was the first
1: and I, he yeah he kind of gave me like that like permission of like mm-hmm. I think that this would be something that you could do And we looked at some of the jokes that I had written. He's like, oh, yeah, this could be a little set. And he kind of, like, helped me word some of them differently. And, like, he wasn't teaching me joke structure, but he was teaching me, like, more process. And then he told me where to do mics, and he'd kind of come with me sometimes. Oh, wow.
0: So your first mic, how would that go?
1: It was great um, because I had rehearsed like a motherfucker. Like, I was filming myself. First, I wrote my set out like, um, like... With a pen, then I set it into a voice recorder. Then I listened to it in a voice recorder, memorized it, and then would do it on a um, like you know that how apples you have that like photo booth where you can film yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I filmed it in photo booth, and I would like watch uh-huh. my mannerisms and stuff, and then do it over so and over film and over again in an empty room. Uh huh. And I'd like pause for laughter and stuff, and oh, like wow. yeah, it's I I would love to find some of those. They're probably so embarrassing, but I yeah, the first one I did like. I'd written like a pretty salt, like tight. Do you remember five. some of the jokes? Yeah, I'm sure I still tell some of. No, um, I don't know.
0: I th- I think some of the some first of, jokes I did are still get some of the biggest laughs. Yeah, which is always bizarre to me.
1: Yeah, like I I I mean, I don't know if I did this at the first show, but one of I I have this moaning myrtle voice from Harry Potter that I've been doing since I was like 16. Let me hear. And it's it's just kind of like Harry, like, oh, uh, I saw your penis and you were under the water and it was so oh.
0: Was that Helena Bottom Carter? Is that who No, that? she's Bellatrix Lestrange. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. Itty bitty baby potter.
0: <laughs> Different.
1: Um but yeah, so Moaning Myrtle I did like on my sister's wall on Facebook when I was like sixteen. And now I basically say the same thing in a joke.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And so your first set and your first one went well, and then you're like, "This is it." Was it one of those moments of like, "Oh, yeah," I was the like, "Oh, I have parted. to do you're this like,
1: more," because I always intended to do it, and then the second I started, I was like, "Fuck, you're late!" Like, you need to catch up to where you should have been if you started when you were supposed to.
0: So, how old were you when you started?
1: Uh, 25, 25. 24,
0: 25. I think That's a, kind of a normal time, I think most people. You think? I don't know. Whenever someone starts at 18, I'm like, whoa, that's early. My
1: boyfriend started at 16. Who's your boyfriend again? Ben DeMarco.
0: Ben DeMarco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Ben DeMarco. Yeah. So he's been... And how old is he now? He's like probably 10 32. years old. 32. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So 16 years. Wow, 16. Like Pete Davidson started at 16. Mm-hmm. Matt Rife. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm always very envious of people. I was kind of like you. I started later. But um, so when you were um doing... You were going along. When did you first get paid? Was it... What was the progression for you? Did you do bringer shows which is shows where you have to br- invite people and they have to pay money I think I did
1: one or two bringers yeah one at comic strip because I wanted my mom to be able to like see me and, and see that doing dirty material were you, was, like, material? Doing... Were you yes. Like, yes yes that's the thing it's like in the beginning like I was just trying to do as much shock of course as possible because like that's I don't know that's like what you do and it's like kind of like rebellious to your family like here I am this is what I'm doing yeah. like the that's um. Set at comic strip, like I got down and I crouched in front of my mom and I was like, "Hey, mom," mm-hmm. and I kind of like went in on her. I was like, "We're about to do a bunch of mom stuff." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would never do that. I mean, maybe now. Yeah. I don't know. Now I'm. I don't really. I, I guess I still talk about her, but it's like I wouldn't <laughs> single her out. So I wouldn't you make at a whole. And you
0: crouched down. I crouched her, down at oh the edge God. of the stage and, and I say? was like,
1: I don't remember. I have the video.
0: Did she enjoy it or was she like, what the fuck were you doing, Remy?
1: I think she enjoyed that I was doing something that I wanted to do, but I don't think she liked the material very much. (laughs) I always say she's like my biggest fan who wants to hear nothing out of my
0: mouth. That makes a lot of sense. I understand that. Yeah. And she very like, is she very much an Upper East Side Jewish lady? She's
1: not. She's like very like suburban actually. Mm. And like both of my parents are from like... Like working class houses yeah. and stuff, and uh, she's very like do it herself and like be outdoorsy and stuff. Not a big sense of the humor um, at all. Like I'm always like take a fucking joke, <laughs> and she's like don't say f, and I'm like oh my
0: god. Uh, um, she's yes, actually I she's like it.
1: very New Englandy. Yes, I understand. Yeah. That. Yes. Okay. Um, and then my dad thinks he's very funny. Yes himself
0: does he give you notes on jokes you should do a joke about this oh of course everybody
1: time. and doesn't everyone in your life
0: people always every give me...
1: conversation are you gonna put this in your little sketch
0: oh my god no here's the, my favorite thing is people who go um you should do a joke about and they'll name a premise like you should do a joke about uh let's yep. say something stupid there was about litera- the line at cvs yeah okay what joke just you know the line at cvs That's crazy yeah okay what where now what there well, was you know. a
1: guy, a friend of my dad who was like, you should do a joke about Upper East Side women who work out a lot. And I was like, okay. okay, That, okay. Like, and no, then? because then I honestly, like, where does your material come from? Like real life. Yeah. Exactly. So then I'd have to go hang out with those women. I don't want to put myself through that.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to work out. <laughs> Fuck you. You have to research for your joke. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Have to buy leggings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you're doing this stuff. It's all going well. You must have one, at least one great bomb story.
1: A great bomb story. Um, some people,
0: you know, I've talked to some like John Henson. He never bombed.
1: Oh, no, no. I've definitely bombed. I'm just trying to think of a really.
0: Was there a bomb story where you were like, I might I was have like, to either fuck end comedy my life. Or, end, or fuck my life? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, pretty recently it's it wasn't i need to end comedy or fuck my life but it was one of those like shows that i was like why am i doing this (laughs) like what the fuck is this and who are those people yeah and it was one of those like music or not museum hotel lobby shows where it's like a bar and in new york and like at a fucking holiday inn or something like that and there's only like Six people and three of them are at the bar and they didn't know that a show was happening and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get a tape and so I was like on the circuit like everything I was mm-hmm. doing I was filming and I filmed it and then I watched it after and I was like, why did I film that? <laughs> like what what did I expect out of that? Yeah, like yeah, exactly pull a rabbit out of a ha- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that fucking sucked.
0: Yeah it, it, Yeah, it, I feel like it, it It needs to happen for anyone to be a professional comic usually it needs like you have moments where you're like like not like a come to jesus moment where it like, brings okay, you down to I earth yeah. and
1: it I, well, I mean i appreciate a good bomb sometimes i'm like i'm due for a good bomb yeah you know like i need to be like taken down a peg because yes. like the shit i'm saying is not that funny like <laughs> have you ever had those shows where like the audience is so fucking lit that you're like yes, you're yes, dumb yes. they're laughing at things before punchlines like
0: I mean, look tonight. You know, I mean, tonight. So, yeah, those some of the, stuff, some are of the stuff tonight. I was, I said, um, vegan food is like, tr- which I like the joke, but it's whatever. I go, it's a transgender of food. I was like, I'm a soybean, I identify as a buffalo wing, which is fine, but like got an applause break tonight, and I literally go, yeah, and like, shut up, stop. It's a yeah, dumb Yeah, you were like,
1: I did not expect that because
0: it's not really a point of view attached. I'm not revealing anything about my life. I'm like, don't give an applause break, mm. It's stupid. Um, like an applause break should come out of something that. Is a celebration. I don't know. I just get really annoyed. Maybe Daniel Tosh always steps on his applause breaks. And I would always admire that. I'm like, yeah. yeah, fuck that. I
1: actually, I do that too. I mean, not that I have like so, but when I do, I get uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do up here? <laughs> Fucking dance while you're clapping? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. simmer down. Let's get to the next yeah, one.
0: The next joke, exactly.
1: I feel also, oh, isn't it like, do you do impressions or like voices or anything?
0: I used to. Yeah. Do you?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I'll do Myrtle, I do, like, my parents, like, and it doesn't sound like my parents, I'll yeah. make them, like, a stereotypical Jewish, yeah, yeah, fa- yeah. and they don't, so, my mom's, like, a New England, like, hi, I'm yeah. Robin Casimir, <laughs> um, I don't know, like, I've done Trump a bunch.
0: Let me hear your Trump.
1: I don't want to do it, because I've got I'll such try, bad I'll try my mouth.
0: impersonations, ready? Okay. Okay, I, someone told me I should do this recently, and I don't, but here's one of my first jokes, and it would have murdered tonight. Mm. I will never do this joke. But I go, Do you want some water? Yeah. Are you good? Do you mind sharing no, lipids with mind. me? Um, I was like, Have you
1: ever had an outbreak? Huh? I said, Have you ever had an just outbreak? It's down
0: there. It's fine. No, I'm kidding. I'm fine. No. Uh, I said, uh, The joke was like, I was on a date with a girl. It's so sad. So many jokes. Like, I was on a date. Pathetic. Anyway. And I go, Hey, do you know who you look just like? Uh huh my hair was long I was like oh maybe she's gonna say Owen Wilson I like, kinda sound like Owen Wilson a little bit yeah. or maybe I oh, don't know you look like I look like Owen Wilson I haven't done this joke in 8 years yeah And so I do like a little Owen Wilson thing. yeah you know Wedding Crashers like I feel like and I do like a little bit of, I haven't done so long oh wow go, maybe she'll say okay, uh, oh yeah, wow, thanks. Yeah. wow yeah you thanks. guys you'll just feel it you know <laughs> and then um, and I was like I'm, I was like maybe she'll say Matthew McConaughey and the audience gets quiet I go fuck you I've heard it yeah and then I say Hey I man, I think I like about high school girls, I keep getting older and older. They say you the same fell age. into a
1: little McConaughey so I have, tonight.
0: I have a natural kind of my, twang. So people like twang, yeah. So people kind and she goes, "Oh no, you look just like Ellen DeGeneres." So that was hilarious. The joke, um, which I don't do anymore because Jeff Singer, Jeff just for laughs, I think when I auditioned, for, he was like, "That's so hacky, saying you who you look like." Saying that you look like You someone. look like oh.
1: jokes are such a big part of comedy.
0: I know, but he was like, I would never accept someone who did a you look like joke. I'm so, like,
1: wait, right. this is one of my, like, I, they'll never, but I'm petty anyway, so I don't care if they hear it, but my biggest gripe in comedy so far has been, I was cut from this podcast where, like, they talk about comedy and stuff, and it you have to bring in, like, a topic, and mine was... I look like jokes and I had brought in all this like research and like you know like found like different comics who had done it and like Uh, even referenced some of mine who I look mm -hmm. like and I got there and it basically long and short of it they cut my recording and why? They didn't stay on fucking topic and they and they kept me there for such a long time that by the end of it. Yeah, I was fucking high, but they like they (laughs) cited that and they were like, you couldn't even speak. And I was like, whoa, that's not a thing. Like I do all of my best work high. And like you as the host are supposed to stay on track. And also like I did bring in like a shit ton of research. And I was like, also, if you don't have a problem, like it seemed like he had a problem with me. Mm. and then I noticed they don't have many women
0: on their podcast in general interesting yeah you know I want to address that and I did talk about in the last podcast I have Mm -hmm. I would say more than 50% of my guests are women and some male comic goes like what do you have women on your podcast I'll tell you why hilarious because I will ask women and they'll say yes number (laughs) one yeah because guys and they're funny guys are like hey most guys hey you want to do a podcast they feel like I'm trying to like use them or I don't know like a lot of like and even comics I know
1: don't you think I mean I at least personally think if I ask somebody to do my podcast that's like a nice gesture because I take I my podcast pretty seriously and yeah. I think you would too
0: but your podcast is also famous so we're gonna get to that so hmm. so how did the podcast come out you've been doing comedy at this point and you're, and you're and you're. yeah. You know, so I've heard of you before the podcast started. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I, I started comedy and I um, started running a bar show called Our Famous Friends and like the little. Uh-huh. little and whole, where was that? It was at Rochelle's uh, down on the Lower East Side. Lower oh, East Side, so Manhattan, yeah. Um, and the whole. Shtick was I would book comics way funnier and way more famous than me and I'd be like I don't even have to tell, tell jokes you guys <laughs> you're just going to laugh so hard at these people and then yeah. you're going to be like Remy was amazing
0: So who, who are your biggest gets in terms of comics you got?
1: We got Judah Friedlander ah, and I it was like you. such World a big champion. deal to me. Yeah it was like my f- second year of comedy I guess and yeah I was really amped on a lot of the guests. Jessica Kirsten like yeah. she's one of my favorites Yeah, um, Yeah a lot of good okay. ones but anyway so Through famous friends I started booking All these people And I was seeing A lot more Comics Especially female comics Like Like I was saying before Who were like me Mm -hmm. You know And they were talking About subject matter That like I hadn't Really heard on like Comics that are like popular and like have half hours or whatever like and a lot of these women were talking about like having orgasms and like multiple orgasms and I was like what the fuck I'm like Esther Steinberg I always like reference her but she was literally she did our famous friends once and she was talking about some multiple orgasm story and I went up to her after and I was like are you really having orgasms and she was like what are you talking
0: about And so you're 27 at this point
1: yeah I was like 27 or 26 Mm -hmm. and I had already kind of like I'd been on a journey of like oh first I thought women didn't do it at all so did you because in like sex ed you're not you're just taught intercourse so so in your
0: 20s obviously female did you think that women were lying about it or did you think they just had a different idea of what it meant
1: not a lot of women were talking openly with so my My reference was from pop culture So I was seeing like The Samantha Joneses From Sex and the City Who like They get penetrated for two seconds And they're like "Oh!" Or the other like sitcoms Where it's like My wife doesn't want to have sex My wife doesn't come Women aren't sexual Or whatever So I was like Okay you're either in two camps Yeah And then when I started having sex I mean like I was a really Were you late bloomer? I was a big makeout slut like and I had, and I was an early bloomer as far as like tits and shit and yeah. so like I'd let guys feel I'd let g- two guys feel me up on the bus at once in 7th grade.
0: Whoa, and at I, once.
1: Yeah. I was Crazy. like It was one of uh, one of their birthdays and the other one was like, "Well, I'm here too." And I was like, "Yeah, well, you're both the hottest guys in the class." So like, why would I not let, bestow yeah. my tits on you? Yeah. And then I went home and I told my mom about it and At first she was really cool about it and she was like, okay, yeah, go. And then one time I guess like I was being like lazy or rude or something and she brought it up and she Uh was like, well, you did this on the bus. And that was kind of like a bit shamey to me. Yeah. And like, I mean, I feel like people do that. They bring stuff up, but like specifically sex, I don't know. It just made me think of it in like a different way. And then I kind of like closed up and I didn't really want to have anything to do with a penis or be. I mean, I got. I guess I got fingered in like ninth grade, but like yeah. only once, and like it was in a cab. Yeah. And um, so after your
0: mom said this, it it, it it kind of shut you down a little bit, huh? Yeah, a little okay, bit. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, and like, and I love my mom, but she is very like reserved and stuff, and I am like a kind of loud person, and even my laugh is like really loud. Yeah. And she would kind of like laugh shame, like she'd be like, "Why do you have to be so loud?" And then I I kind of got inside my head. My oh my god, this is so funny. I used to read your. Do you remember how Ellen DeGeneres had a book? Yes. So I used to read that with my friend Gunner in the hallways of school in eighth grade because we both thought she was, like, brilliant. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, if we were comics, like, what's a joke that we would tell? And uh-huh. one of the things I was saying was, what if you were with somebody but their orgasm was, ah, like, <laughs> what would you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But then I, like, kind of internalized it, yeah. too. And I was like, oh, my God, what if I'm a... Fu-? Like, because that does seem like something like i would be like like fucking satan's <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, yeah, out yeah. of me um yeah and i was just kind of like i didn't i wasn't thinking about and i i didn't know that an orgasm was the point of sex for a woman yeah. i literally thought like you have sex so that you can like impress a dude
0: yeah and did you did you were there moments where you were like because i feel in my lifetime mm-hmm. and we talked about this a little bit like when i was a mm-hmm. yoga teacher there were there are women who are like I'm like, have you had an orgasm? Like, do you have... Or-? They're like, I-, I think I've had an orgasm. Like, if you say, I think I've had an orgasm... You haven't. You haven't. Yeah. So, um... I are- mean,
1: or you could be having very small ones. Like, yeah. I had Dan Savage on my podcast, and he was saying that a lot of guys, like, will masturbate without coming for, like, a really long time. And, like, a lot of my guests have said that, too. Like, they they would... They would orgasm, but not ejaculate.
0: When they're, like, when 13. When they're really young. Yeah, yeah. when they're young, yeah, nothing yeah, comes yeah. out.
1: But women aren't really... Taught, like and it's tougher and like i didn't think that the clit was a thing but you have to practice and like create these neural pathways in your brain yeah. so that your brain gets accustomed to the bodily functions and then your body yes. will like adapt yes so um basically girls need to practice masturbating more but uh, I my agree. whole thing was i thought it was all whole because that's what you're taught in sex said is intercourse yes but most women only eight percent, eight percent to twenty five percent of women can come from uh, internal yes. alone. Yes. Otherwise, you need like external clitoral
0: stimulation. I, I just
1: didn't believe it, and also I, I didn't know.
0: I don't know. And did you have boyfriends at this point? Were they no? Were you... I
1: didn't have my first boyfriend until I was twenty one.
0: Twenty one. Okay.
1: Yeah, and then it was like two years into dating him that I was like, uh, I think I'm not having orgasms.
0: Like, did he think that you were?
1: Well, he never asked. Yeah. Which I think is problematic. <laughs> um, yeah. And he wasn't too keen on going down on me. And I was, like, weird about that, too, because I was always told that, like, guys hate vaginas. And they smell yeah. and they're yeah, ugly and stuff. And, yeah. like, I don't know. I just thought... I was always really uncomfortable and in my head. And even still, like, I'll be like, oh, my God, does he even want to be down there? Is he having a good time? Like, should I just, wow. like, tap his head and, like, and let think him that's come be- up?
0: Do you think that's because that... Uh, there's some indoctrination system where vaginas have been labeled as stinky or smelly or not eatable. Yeah. Um, Do you want to
1: hear the coolest fact too? Mm -hmm. Do you know why it's called a pussy?
0: No, I don't. Because
1: like a cat, it cleans itself.
0: Wait, is that true? Yes. No way. Yeah. There's going to be a Google Thon after this. That's why they call it pussy.
1: I mean, that's... How old is
0: that? How old is that reference? I have no
1: idea. I read it in a book. Um, I
0: love that though. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, vaginas are much get on tidier top, than the book. men, men's and their gross little dicks.
1: I mean, everybody is gross, and and you just <laughs> have to like find the person that has like similar pheromones that like match up with you. Like you know when yeah. you wake up with somebody and like you both have such bad morning breath, but like you, the second you start making out, like it's kind of gone.
0: That's not me, but I understand that. Do you know what I mean? I always feel very self conscious about my breath, but yes, I get what you're saying. Yes, I think pheromones are. Like eighty percent of everything. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: do you chemically match with someone? Also, like all like people's bodies, but mainly women's bodies are like a snowflake. Like they're all just so different. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I've just learned that like you have to just ask exactly for what you want.
0: This is great. So so I wanna get back to the the birth of the of this podcast. Yeah. So so how did your podcast first come about? When did you pull the trigger on it? Because you had You'd been percolating The idea for a while
1: Yeah Um, I guess after talking To those comics And then one day I was talking to my Little sister about it And she's three and a half Years younger than me And I was like I'm not having orgasms Like is that strange That feels strange And she was like Well yeah I can't do it With other people And I was like but you can do it alone and she was like yeah
0: and you had masturbated at this point
1: i had but like i just wasn't doing it properly yeah like i had toys and stuff and I, and it was also hard because it, after going so long and thinking that it's not for you like yeah. there's a lot of like mental stuff like you have sure. to be very relaxed to come of course
0: of course you know
1: and i like didn't know what i want or what like i wasn't watching porn i was like scared of ad blockers or <laughs> or you know like spam and shit yeah 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 um which like a lot, you would be surprised how many women have written into my podcast being like, wait, where's that ad blocker tutorial?
0: An ad blocker tutorial? Because like
1: everyone's just scared of pop-ups for their computers. They're like, I don't want to watch porn because
0: oh, of the pop-ups. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I probably have so many viruses on my computer. Definitely. I yeah.
1: Definitely. Um, but yeah, so I asked her and she said that she was having them and I was like, that's crazy because I've done everything before you. Yes. And she was only having them because she knew that i owned the rabbit and then she bought the rabbit but she was using it more properly than me and we just weren't now, talking about now, when
0: it no you say using the rabbit i mean you i you so the rabbit—it's like—is the, rabbit with, it's like is the, the dildo with, with the vibrator, a thing. a little
1: rabbit that vibrates. Yes. I was using it improperly because I thought you had to insert the dick every time and then like put the rabbit on top. No, yeah. you can just turn the thing around and use the vibrator. Yes. That's what my sister was doing.
0: Oh, yeah. interesting. And I
1: yeah. was just getting like fucking weirded out by this massive dildo.
0: Of course, yeah. with
1: pearls in it. It's so daunting. And now none of the sex toys I have look like dicks. Like they don't need to look like dicks. It's no. So weird.
0: That's very is weird. I like always my, was weird. mine,
1: look like sleekest, like cutest little spaceships. <laughs> like they're art. Like I can yeah. put them out on display and be like, check out, yeah,
0: yeah my yeah. collection. So, um, so when you did the podcast, and the podcast, if you haven't heard of it yet, it's called mm-hmm. uh, How Come? Yep, which is a great title. Thank you. And it, it is obviously about your journey to get your orgasm. So yeah. when it started, um. Like, who was your first guy? Like, how, how did it start? Like, when you, because that must be, that must be a pretty intimidating thing to go, I'm going to tell the world. Yeah. It was terrifying. I yeah.
1: I thought of it in like August, I think, of 2017. And I recorded two episodes one with Wendy Starling and one with uh, my friend and her boyfriend at the time. And they were both social media personalities. Yeah. And that second recording went so poorly. Like, they oh, really? were so judgmental of me. They really? were so boisterous of themselves as a couple. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, I'm coming all the time. We love each other. Your relationship's fucked. You're so strange. And, like, he was like, It's Whoa. queer. Like, defect. Like, all the stuff that I thought Yikes. that, like, my body was, bro- like, they, like, affirmed. And oh, I had a God. fucking meltdown, like, in a grocery store with my boyfriend. I was like, I can't launch this podcast. Like, it's not happening.
0: Yeah.
1: And then. In December, I finally was like, you know what? I'm ready to do this. This needs to be out there. Like, if I'm having this problem, like, there's so many people probably too. Yeah. And I'd really like to fucking come. I was just like so pent up. So
0: you you did the second recording. You hadn't released it, but you're you're recording. Yeah. And after the second one, you took a little break because you had like a heart of darkness. Yeah. You took a break for how long? Until December. Until December, which was. Oh, August. August, September. Oh, wow. Yeah, so
1: like five months, I guess.
0: So five months, and then you were like, I gotta do it. Did you ever release that episode where they were shitty to you? No, I deleted it. You should bring those motherfuckers back.
1: One of them she has been on the podcast without him because they broke up right after that that hilarious. was the other thing is like they weren't even that great
0: hilarious it was like
1: all show and like yeah
0: <laughs> we're the best couple we're fucking all the time and exactly now
1: she's and okay. that's the other thing is like they were both like social media personalities and i've learned <laughs> so much that those people are like the fakest humans on the planet like
0: <sighs> yes
1: so well
0: that's how you get all your validation all yeah. the time it's very and
1: my tough. boyfriend said it at the time he was like Dude, like don't even listen to that. Like that like we're great and like you're not broken. Like yeah. it's kind of like we don't we just don't have the conversation sure. surrounding it.
0: And and when so your boyfriend knew you're gonna launch this podcast. Yeah. Did he feel a little self conscious about no, that idea? No, not
1: at all. That's a very Isn't good that boyfriend. So great? I love
0: Ben DeMarco. I know. So he was like, I'm cool with it because obviously a lot of guys are like, What the fuck? I'd fuck a right I'd fuck the shit out of her wall. You yeah. know, guys are stupid and they don't get it and and I
1: you know. mean like it's not like he hadn't been trying or willing yeah. and like he not, or invested in the problem. Like he yeah. was like this fucking suck. Like Let's do it. It, it would be upsetting for me like after like a big bang sesh that like it wouldn't happen. and I'd be like, fuck, you know, like yeah. and I always make this analogy, but trying blaming your lack of orgasm on a dude for a woman is basically being if you haven't had one yourself yet. Yeah. Is being like, here, figure out this Rubik's Cube. Yeah. No one's ever done it. Yeah. Also, you're naked. Go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: that's a crazy thing to do to someone. Mm -hmm. And, like, like I said, like all women are like shaped differently, like different things. Like, one of my guests, if you touch his nipples, he'll come immediately. Like, people are just wired so differently. So, you just have to like ask that specific person what they want and they have to know what they want to be able to tell you. Yeah. And I didn't know.
0: Yeah. Now I know. <laughs> now you know. Okay, so let's get to that. So you started the podcast and you started bringing it. Now you'd been doing the podcast. So
1: so the initial format of the yeah. podcast was because my sister, we deduced that I was a lazy masturbator. That's, um,
0: I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah,
1: because she would be like, come on, just like do this for 30 minutes or whatever. And I'd be like, nah, I just like got bored or like I like gave up or like ah, it's not even that fun or like it dried up or, you know, like whatever. And she'd be like, you have to push through. I'm like, I'm not pushing through. Like... It's like with sports, like yeah. oh, I'm playing as much as, but then I'm not pushing through. It's not going <laughs> to, you know, so she's like, you need to be held accountable. And I was like, totally. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. And then the format was, I would have a rotating guest co-host mm-hmm. and that person we would um, talk about intimate things with the yeah. main guest. I'd ask them their first time coming story. They'd give me an assignment that I had to do for the next And the main week. guest
0: would be the, uh, a female or, 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 ma- or a guy, ma- yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and basically, yeah, I'd give me an assignment for the next week, and then I would talk about how the assignment went with the guest co-host.
0: Interesting, yeah.
1: And by episode six, I came. So well, now that's actually
0: pretty soon into the process. It was really. And what soon. was the thing that you discovered? And I think I watched this show very stoned, where mm. you talked about this. And you're very good on camera, Remy. Um, it oh, was on thanks. Netflix. On what Netflix. was the show called? Yeah. Explained. Explained. That's right. Yeah. Um, so episode six, which is pretty. I mean, you kind of jumped the shark on your podcast I already know. there. But then again, everyone needs to learn this. So what was the what was the the transition, and how did you discover the thing? That led you to the promised land.
1: So it's interesting. It didn't even come from an assignment on the podcast. It came from me like doing the podcast circuit. Like all of my you know, comic friends who found out that I wasn't coming and that I, you know, launched this podcast were like, Will you come on our podcast or whatever? And one of them was The Good, The Dad and The Ugly with uh-huh. Casey James, Salango, Will Winner, and Patrick Schroeder. Uh-huh. And they only interview women. And I was the lucky woman one week, and we were talking about my lack of orgasms. And they were like, have you used a womanizer? Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, no, what is that? That sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, it's not horrible. It's pretty great. Um, and other toys like it um, are great, too. And yeah. they basically are like little... I don't want to say suction, but it feels like suction. It's like wind technology and it basically simulates oral. Oh, did you say oral. wind technology? Yeah, it simulates like like it feels like someone's sucking on your clit and yes. giving you
0: like the best oral ever. Yeah. So you put it on like loop it like yep. sucks your clit yeah. and then you like you just hit a button and you yeah, leave it there?
1: Yeah, and there's buttons and it can go up and down. It has like different, I mean, it depends on which toy. Wow. There's a bunch, like Satisfier makes it now. Um, we have a deal with Sweet Vibrations if you want to go over to our Is page it a and new a toy promo. in the realm of
0: sex toys for women that's come yeah. out?
1: Yeah, and I think the reason is a lot of women are starting sex toy companies. It used yes, to be men. Just
0: men. Yeah, and men are like you need a big dildo. Del- you need a del- 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 massive dildo around. that has
1: veins. Like no, what? No,
0: that's <laughs> based on this porn star's dick. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, uh, this bald porn star with a mustache. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So,
0: so you use the womanizer? I use the womanizer after that podcast. you went home yep. and you bought a womanizer. Yep. And then you sat there, were you with your boyfriend or you were alone? I was alone. You were alone. You're yeah. like Okay. And then so when it happened, was it like Eureka?
1: Yeah, it was wild. It was fucking insane. And I cried.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. That's really amazing. And did it just keep going? Was it like
1: It was multiple orgasms. That there was squirting. It, like yeah. Oh. Yeah. From that there was squirting, yeah. 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 That's
0: very amazing. So A lot um, of
1: women have written and and told us that they've had their first orgasms or first squirts because of these machines now.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I feel like I'm a person who's in the world and I've never heard of that instrument. I mean, I'm never going to the store looking for it. But I've never heard of the instrument until you told me about it.
1: Honestly, I mean a lot of them have like removable caps and they're like really easy to clean. And I'm like, if you're like a guy and you like women, like you should keep one in the house. And like, if she's down to like sanitize it, like
0: that's really cool idea. Yeah.
1: Like a lot of guys too are like, Oh, like if you use this toy, like are you replacing dudes? Like, first of all, no, like this one, like it unlocked the floodgates. So like one day, literally. literally. Yeah. But like it made it able, me able to have orgasms in other ways which i don't know if i would get there without it yes and so like there was one day that like all my suction toys were um (laughs) the batteries were dead they were dead (laughs) um or they were gone or they were at my boyfriend's house or whatever it was like i didn't have access and i couldn't find chargers or whatever but i had this little bullet uh from Unbound that was great and I just kind of like I was like I know where my spots are now and yeah. I used that and I got off with that and I was like ooh cool first oh, vibration wow. yeah and then I think one day I ha- I was like <laughs> I must have been like on like, at my boyfriend's like parents house or something like with nothing and I, I did it with my hand
0: you did it with your hand yeah now uh, so when you're with and I don't want to get too personal but hey this yeah. is a very personal life. so when you're with your boyfriend are you able to get there without the aid of of a toy or is it
1: um i think maybe once Mm -hmm. but most of the time we'll just kind of like include it sure which is like my preference because like i would rather like i love kissing and i like like boobs being touched and stuff so like if he can do other stuff while i have it on me like that's like the best for me yeah yeah yeah.
0: That's interesting. So, and you can combine the sex with the use of it during the yeah. sex. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's fair. Cause I feel like a lot of guys, and again, this might go back to the idea of what it means to be a man or a masculinity or machismo and all this mm-hmm. bullshit. But like a lot of guys would probably feel like weird about the idea of a woman using a toy during sex. Like they're, they're inadequate, hmm. which is obviously wrong headed thinking.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's just kind of like, hey, you want to make your job easier, my <laughs> yeah. time more fun. Yeah. And like like if so one of these companies makes like a toy for guys and I was like, Can you send me one? Because I'd like to see like from my perspective, like would I care about something else being in the bedroom if he'd prefer that? Interesting, yeah. Like I, I wanna know that angle. Like I, I, I yes, I'm a feminist, but I'd like to call myself like more like an equalist. Like I just I think about, like, if I was born any other person, if I was born a dude, if I was born any other race, if I was born any other religion, how would I want the world to be? And I just yeah. want it equal. Sure. I, if I were a guy, I'd be like, mm, it's harder for you to do this and this makes you happy and yeah. it makes my job easier. I'm going to really love this thing. Like, yeah. he's really, like, and, the, like, a lot of them make your body do stuff that other people can't. And it's really hot for guys to witness.
0: Ah, for sure. Like
1: that's, that's a huge thing too that like I didn't realize the power of was like, like you're basically live porn. So like if I'm masturbating like kind of for him, which like I had to do the first few times and like show him like how I want it positioned and like what I want done and like how I like the levels. Yeah. Whatever. Like that's like, like kind of like, Exhibitionism, you know, like it's like, yeah, being, yeah,
0: so it's good that guys should be evolved enough to deal with that. Yeah, also, I mean, another stigma I feel like there's a weird thing about squirting, like, people have Mm. different debates about what it means, a hundred percent, what it is.
1: If it's gross,
0: if it's, oh,
1: do you think it's gross?
0: I love it. I was with, I was, I had two serious relationships with two for years with women who did and uh you know we did the whole thing with the rubber sheets and reversing the mattress mm. and i mean it was it was a lot it was a lot so um it's
1: the cleanup is a lot
0: cleanup is a lot so um
1: i'm like trying to find the perfect thing <laughs> to
0: like deal with it well the rubber sheets worked they might feel a little humiliating we would sometimes put Isn't newspapers it just hot on the floor at
1: night though to have a rubber sheet down
0: well you can put underneath a sheet i know so you but, don't have the mattress so, but still through. it doesn't
1: have the The breathe.
0: Yeah, I I get it. I guess I see that. I don't know. I I do know that there are guys who are like, ugh, and there are women who feel incredibly self-conscious about it. Yeah. And then, and if I'm, oh, you're a squirter. They're like, oh, don't, don't even say the word. It's like, uh, they're oh, like freaked Oh, I used to find it, it
1: very, I mean, e- if you listen to the first episode of my podcast, Wendy Starling says she's like a massive squirter. And I was like, oh, oh, really? Like, oh. And she's like, and I was like, do you guys like, like, cause I always thought that was like gross. And sure. I just remember back to college, like I was hooking up with this guy freshman year and he was hooking up with another girl and I had heard she was a squirter and I was like, ha ha, like she's disgusting. Like, Interesting, like. Interesting, yeah. No, like yeah. he liked her a lot better than he liked me.
0: <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. For some reason, I think it. There's a whole other thing we could talk about. I, I I think women who do that open themselves up emotionally in a way that's very intense, and I think it's it's tough because you it it's a very vulnerable place to be yeah. as a woman when you're squirting. So you it to,
1: shouldn't be though. Like if you think about what comes out of a dude's penis, like that shit is fucking. Cobwebs, you know, <laughs> like like how come guys aren't embarrassed with every load because, guys were, because were it's been normalized. It's been normalized too. It's been normalized. And, and also
0: the idea and this is something that's just been, you know, endemic to American culture and just society in general, is that the idea of a man being embarrassed, like that's our sort of default. Like we're just stupid guys with belly and zipper down burp, 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 burp. Yeah. Burp and bear We're embarrassing, but that's part of the culture. But we don't and women get to have- be
1: fucking embarrassing. Like I like oh girls don't fart girl like let us be fucking human yeah you know like in sex ed it was like oh well guys are gonna get boners and you know you have to help them with the boners or else you're gonna oh see god. the boners that was or whatever your sex ed I mean it, it, not actually but like mm-hmm. it was basically like get prepared because guys do this and you're yeah. you might see it or whatever and I used to think to myself oh my god like if I was a guy I'd get so many boners like thank God like <laughs> but the thing is is we are like our clits did you know it's the same embryonic tissue like before your sex is decided. That makes sort of your clit and yeah. your penis. Yeah, so crazy. It's basi- literally your little penis.
0: Yeah, basically a vagina is just an inside-out penis. Right? Ish. Inside out, With but the yeah, heads on top, and then everything else is inside out. Oh sure. I don't a little know, taco I'm not a scientist, but but I but yeah, no, it's amazing. There is a point and guys
1: there. have a hole up there, like you know, you have little sockets above your balls that you could shove your balls up into.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. how
1: um, drag queens do it. Like when oh. they're tucking, like oh, where so do you it's think behind the legs? It's in the, the socket. The dick goes behind the legs, but the, the balls, balls go, go up special, into a socket.
0: A little bat cave.
1: How crazy!
0: Oh my god, I'm going to do so many weird things to myself after I this know. podcast. Just experiment with that. I know. So I wanted to talk to you about the the kind of grander scope and the goal of the podcast because I don't think we were recording when you talked about the fact that you had this really. Mm interesting email from a soldier.
1: Yeah. Oh um, my God. Yeah. I want to bring it that. up actually. It's like the nice, I get a really, really wonderful messages like every day about that's people that really, are like, really cool. You changed my life. And I'm like, Oh my God, you changed mine too.
0: That's actually I, really amazing. Cause I feel like as a comic, most of the time our heads are up our asses and we're like, we have some weird sort of insecurity where we have to get on stage and feel validation. So the fact that you can actually have people who really, tell you that you're they're ch- you're changing their life is sort of the ultimate goal
1: yeah it, well i mean it's i think it's funny because i started it completely selfishly i was of course, like of I don't. course, don't yeah i was like i need more followers to come to my shows <laughs> and also i want to come um but yeah now it's tall toli- so anyway this, so while you're looking at this, this I w- yeah I w- no i have when, it
0: when oh you have it right now Mm-hmm.
1: okay so this soldier writes me so I'm on deployment and we were talking about sex I brought up how much I learned from your podcast and so many soldiers said that's lame I'm great at sex I always get women off I bring in statistics science and everything else they weren't totally convinced we've spent the last four hours listening to the first episodes of how come doesn't look like it's ending soon and everyone is having incredibly constructive conversations someone will literally say hey pause 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 and we will discuss the topic and move on it's so dope hope you realize that this podcast what this podcast has done for people especially for a group of alpha males are sitting around a speaker listening to your podcast learning about the female orgasm talking about how they can improve their partner's sex life these guys are learning about selflessness in a way through this podcast that's awesome um i said i'm freaking out um and it just made my heart explode and he said i've been the army for coming on six years and i've seen misogyny every step of the way it's not everywhere in the army or military in general but it's there just this week i had one of my soldiers say i don't care if she comes and tonight that very soldier said that he was going to be more conscious with his partners that's incredible keep going i'm so pumped about this Blah, blah 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 blah
0: that's really how old is the guy do you know I don't. To say if he's a private or... And
1: he, he goes, so you've literally helped an entire platoon of guys understand the Me Too movement, women, wow. sexuality, and toxic masculinity in one night. We should thank you.
0: That is really incredible.
1: Yeah. Like, what?
0: Uh, I want to do a caveat to that. By the way, that, that is really amazing. So thank you. I, have you ever toured military bases with your comedy? I haven't. So I, I have, have, and yeah. the last tour I did around America,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and my jokes are <coughs> whatever. Like I talk, I, I you know, I, I don't, I definitely don't talk about assault or anything like that, but I have a joke. You talk about a pepper? <coughs> about what?
1: It fell flat. It was a dad joke. A pepper? A, a pepper. Uh-uh, what is that? A salt? A pepper.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. No, it's not. <coughs> so I, um. But I have a joke where I talk about being very drunk at a bar, mm-hmm. and going to a woman. Yeah, you go up to woman like it's like I want to fuck you or whatever it was, and <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do that joke. Yeah, because they said if you're drinking alcohol and you talk to a woman, it can lead to assault.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, oh, but that's not the joke. And he goes, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And they told me that sexual assault is so it's basically the unspoken thing in the military. It is such a problem. Mm. There are like 27,000 cases of it I a see year. I that.
1: They're all sharing a room. Where are they going to... Yeah. And, <laughs> and mean, mo- obviously, most... Kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes against
0: men, but mostly against women. Mm-hmm. And um, and you can't even talk about it. because you, you can't even address anything that could give a young kid the impetus to then drink and talk to woman because it, so it is literally like that in mm-hmm. suicide which people don't talk about suicide in the military oh, it's really yeah. such a huge issue so those are the two of the things that you can't talk about um so the fact that you're actually contributing to something that will mollify Help. yeah it's really kind of kind of genius and incredible that must so you get messages like that all the time huh
1: I get, yeah. It's usually girls being like, "I feel so much better about like my self image and my worth yeah. and like my body and stuff." And I'm like, "Oh my god, yay!"
0: So how many how many women do you say have have had you introduced her this orgasms. toy to? In particular, well, that made it's them not proud?
1: even like some women will come in the assignments before I did. Like there was one girl the week I launched it; she wasn't even a listen. I mean, she's a friend and who had listened to it, and she. Did assignment one and she was like oh my god I'd never come alone before like wow I never took like the time yeah so yeah there's people who do it every step of the way in different ways it's not just people that like listen to like the machine or whatever. so the
0: podcast is once a
1: week once a week it used to the first six episodes were uh, once every two weeks because I had to give myself time to like do the assignments yeah 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 masturbate at all
0: yeah <laughs> and have you since you've been doing this have you thought about I mean have you even thought about like maybe I'll get a degree in like as a sexual therapist is that something that interests you I mean you could be a comic and do that maybe
1: I don't know or
0: are you kind of like this is just um, feeding into your comedy
1: I really love comedy and I kind of want to devote most of my time to that yeah and I think if I can use this platform correctly I will direct people to like experts and sure. they can go to them instead of going to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And where do you see it going? I mean, obviously, you're doing really good stuff with it, but where do you see it? Do you have a.
1: I would like to write a book. I would like to turn uh, it into a TV show, whether that is scripted or reality. It is The jury is out. Uh-huh. I'm still trying to decide. Um, and
0: you're in LA. Are you pitching something right now? Mm-mm. No.
1: I just came to visit my friends oh, just your and friends. be in okay. the sun. And yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I just feel like also whenever I come out here, like fun stuff happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you mean? You end up somewhere like... How'd I end up here?
1: Like, yeah. Last time I came out here, I ended up being on a podcast with one of the cast members from Vanderpump Rules, which is a show that I'm like really Bryan? into. No, I like Rachel. I knew Rachel from comedy, like, before. Yeah. Um, no. Um, Ariana Maddox. Okay. And she had... I had been trying to get her for the podcast for, like, a year. And by trying, I mean, I messaged her once on Instagram. She didn't respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But... Um, yeah, so we're on this podcast together, and she had said on Vanderpump Rules that she hated her vagina.
0: Whoa. And
1: I was like, I need to explore that with her on How Come. And so I got her on my podcast That's for really, this season. And
0: why'd she say she hated it?
1: It was um, residue from an abusive, an emotionally abusive relationship.
0: And did she not know that until she was on your podcast, really?
1: No, she knew. She's yeah. like been through therapy for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's really fascinating. Yeah. I always feel that, like, I did a podcast with um, Susanna, bleh, blanking her name, Uh, and it was like a sex podcast, and the woman who was on the show was a uh, a tantric, um, a tantric coach and sexual expert and all this stuff, and we were talking about stuff, and... She kept insulting me. She kept saying like, huh. who, "Like, why were you hurt? Who touched? Because I was trying to make jokes. Maybe some of them were a little bit like, I don't know. But she was like, who hurt you? And I remember I got like really, because, okay, when I was, here's what I have to say about this. When I was a yoga teacher, mm-hmm. right, it made me very arrogant. And I noticed that all the yoga teachers around me, the men in particular, mm-hmm. but the women too, were very arrogant. Like they put themselves in a space where they're like, we're, "We live in a different ethereal plane yeah. than these mere mortal humans." So well, you don't, don't you it.
1: think comics kind of do that too? We call normal people civilians. Civilians, yeah. So I guess so. army people. Everyone just like wants to be number their own one. special. Yeah, yeah, but I feel
0: like comics also like. I mean, look at all the people. who... have committed suicide and all the problems so comics know that like we're kind of fucked up but yoga's like we're we're so past. she killed herself a month after that podcast no way and and the thing the reason i bring that up is because i think that um sexuality is sort of such a tough thing to sort of uh quantify and to talk about and if you can pretend that you're exempt from all the The messy emotional life that sex entails i think can be disingenuous like it's fucking and like people like like let me put this way women who are like yeah i just fuck guys or whatever do you is it that easy is it that easy but do they is there not harm from that is there not psychic harm is an emotional harm you think women can really just be like i'm cool with it i don't care and it doesn't affect them
1: certain women can and certain men can
0: but i think both men and women who do that are kind of lying to themselves
1: well or they're just like fucking sociopaths (laughs) or they're polyamorous or you know like i don't know like some people that's literally the conclusion of my entire podcast every episode is like we're all different yeah but like we're all the same too like it's not like guys are one way women are another way trans people are this way blah 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 like it's like every like i always say like I'm not a cat person. I'm not a dog person. I like certain cats and I, I like, like certain dogs, dogs and yeah. I fucking hate certain cats and I fucking hate certain dogs. Got it. I hate certain women. I hate certain men. Yes. I love certain women and I love certain men. Yes. You know, like,
0: but let me ask you this and I guess this is what I was getting at, do you feel that, um, and obviously sexual revolution has been a long time, particularly now it's sort of the sexual revolution third wave feminism with the fourth me too is fourth wave feminism yep. right now. Oh, I gotta yeah. keep track. Um, They've. Comp- Do you think that there is any danger in women treating sex too casually, or being indoctrinated to a new system where they're being told that sex can be super casual, and it's actually not in their sort of genetic makeup to treat sex that casually? Do you think? Like, I'll put it this way: there are women mm. that I, that are friends of mine, that hang out, and they want to burp in front of me. Yeah. Because they think it's like I'm a dude. I'm, I'm like you. I go. I don't burp in front of my fucking friends like that. As a guy, I don't mm. just go,
1: "Hey, I'm a guy." Boop. Maybe, but maybe they're just that type of woman. Like you don't think I, they're trying I, to like no, make themselves I'm a, a certain way? No, I'm a big burper. Personally,
0: you haven't burped in front of me yet.
1: Not yet. No, <laughs> you were burping up storm on stage. I was. Yeah, what was going on? Or you had like a a bubble stuck in your throat?
0: That's so funny. I didn't even notice that you're like oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like clutching that's your chest at certain points. I was like oh, poor Bill.
0: That's so embarrassing.
1: No, um, I mean that happens all the time. That I'm like, I like try to like talk through it. I think Mulaney has a bit of like talking through, <laughs> you know, like
0: when you're so like old, oh, you do that shit. That's so funny that I did that. and didn't even notice it. And if a woman did, I'd be like, that's weird. Okay, exactly. That's it. the okay. thing. So okay.
1: So wait. So I burp in front of my boyfriend a lot. I he started farting in front of me like year one and like this year is like the year of the remy farts (laughs) like i have just been like ripping and like being hilarious with it and like lifting a leg and Uh you know like because if you're gonna do it then i'm gonna do it too if if we're doing if we're doing this we're both doing it yes like you're not just gonna sit around and fucking disgust me i feel the same way about choking you can choke me i'm gonna choke you back
0: yes (laughs) i i also feel that um that uh there was an article written that women and men who fart together as couples stay together longer. Well, I should send you that link.
1: I mean, I believe it. Like, if you're able to be your realest self yeah. and your most comfortable self with someone, that's yes. probably a good pairing.
0: My mom told me this, and I forgot that she said this. But she's been married for f- over 50 years, my dad. And I was like, what's, you know, I kind of want. She's
1: been married to my dad. Not like my parents have been married for 50 years.
0: <laughs> I know. That was weird. My mom's gotta- been
1: married to my dad. My mom's
0: been married to, okay, they've been <laughs> married for 50 years. This guy named But I was dad. talking to my mom. Yeah. And she said, uh, I said, what's it, you know, I was just so curious, like what. And she goes, you know, it's 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 very nice. Like our," f-, And she said, our farts talk to each other. Hilarious! I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, they talk to each other." Do they like, pass them back and forth between. They their just kind of make t- it's almost like the Close Encounters movie. Do, 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 do. And they they <laughs> synchronize and they have different. <laughs> I don't know. And I just remember she wasn't joking. She just said her friends kind of talk to each other. And I thought either that's really beautiful or really depressing. I couldn't tell. And I think it's really cute. So anyway, this is this. Thank you so much for coming out. Is there anything else that you want to like tell people? I mean, obviously, we want some to your podcast. Yeah. Is there something? Is is there an overwhelming message? I know you said your goal is to kind of do a book talk show. Da da. Is there an overwhelming message that you want to get to people right now, men and women? And do you do you yeah. mostly feel that you want to affect? Like, where do you think your energy is? Do you think it's like both men and women, or do you feel like it's mostly women now? And no, men I think later? it's both men and women. Men I and mean,
1: women. it's like anyone who wants to have sex with somebody with a vulva should listen to my podcast. <laughs> yes. You know, like a lot of trans men have vulvas. Also, vulva, if you didn't know, is the real term for like the entire thing. Like the vagina is only the hole, the the vaginal canal.
0: But if someone said like, I want to get in your vulva, wouldn't that be like, ugh? I mean. What do you like? What 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 should men, because I've always thought about that too, what do men redress it? Because pussy to me sounds a little like, mm And obviously the C word is... Mm. Vagina feels like a... Like, what do women mostly like to be I don't
1: know. That's the thing is, like, we kind of haven't given it, like, a sweet, nice name that's, like, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe you can be the one who invents the panacea name for a woman's vulva that every guy likes and every woman likes.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Or people just have to stop thinking about it in such a negative way. Mm Mm-hmm. Like and then like pussy doesn't disgust me anymore.
0: Yeah, but it used to. Because yeah. I'm
1: like, used to. Yeah. But now it's like if somebody's like, oh, I, I want your pussy. I'm like, yes.
0: You like in line, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. I'm like that's that is good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I may bestow it upon you.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. I guess I just want yeah and and people with penises too. Like there's so many guys who don't know what they're doing and they should listen to it and like girls think oh he's not going down on me because like he hates it no he doesn't know what he's doing and he's like embarrassed yeah like people like you guys just need to like talk and like be best friends with each other yeah. and, or not even that like even with casual sex like you both are going to a restaurant you both want to eat yeah that's how we need to think of sex it's not like the man gets to eat and the woman does not
0: of course yeah so, That's great. Do you ever um, think about going to colleges and schools and high schools? Yeah,
1: I think about it a lot. I haven't. But um, if you want me, colleges, call me. I will come.
0: Yeah. I think think that's important because I think sex ed is not really taught in America. They just teach you like you can get pregnant, you can get disease. Totally. But they don't teach you actually like. They don't teach about pleasure. Pleasure. Mm Because pleasure is like we're still a very weird puritanical society in some ways. And we haven't really evolved from that. We still have the fucking buckle shoes.
1: My mom, I know I shat on her in the beginning, but she always said to me that sex was supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like she made that a point, but she didn't say it's supposed to end in an orgasm for a woman as well, (laughs) which would have been really helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. My dad said, keep it in your pants. That was a burden for me. Yeah. Mm. It's been a long process for me too. Anyway, um, thank you so much. Um, Remy Casimir, her podcast, How Come It's Genius it's, it's, it's a hit podcast. You know? I have so, another
1: podcast that's like the redheaded stepchild, but it's, oh, now
0: you're getting like way too fucking ambitious. i if what is you want to
1: listen to it, it's called We Really Love Island. It recaps a we reality show. We Really Love show. Island? We Really Love Island. It's about a reality show called Love Island. Love Island. Yeah.
0: Is that an offshoot of The Bachelor? Or is that no, Temptation No, it's Island? a
1: British show. It's insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you just watch it? I watch
1: it and we recap it with my American friends and then we define British words for you. It's really fun. That
0: sounds great.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And it's called what again?
1: We really love Island. We
0: really love Island. And you can
1: follow me on Instagram at at Remy Casimir. At
0: Remy Casimir. And spell that for the people.
1: R-E-M-Y-K-A-S. Wait. Am I high? Yeah. (laughs) R-E-M-Y-K-A-S-S-I-M-I-R.
0: Oh, that's great. Remy, thank you so much for coming out to the After Laugh and, uh. I hope we're friends now because I, I think, think you're a really friends. awesome, awesome person. You're doing great stuff Thanks. and you're helping the world, which I can say that maybe about like four other comics. Thanks. So thank you so much. All right. Signing off from the After laugh. Bye,
1: guys. It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. After Laugh, man.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>